trying to do like a yeah choir? Yeah. Oh, cool. Because this is like yeah. the first no. religious episode we've had. Yeah, it makes sense. So I'm like into it. The heavens opening up. Sure. Maybe. Maybe. Um, we have Nate on today. <laughs> I am so freaking excited to share this because I have been wanting to. Really, the goal of this podcast was is to bring on people of all different backgrounds, mm-hmm. preferences, um, and um, experiences. experiences. And it's been difficult to bring religious people on yeah. of all different kinds of religion. Um, and so specifically, we talk about Christianity. Um, Nate has a minor in the Bible and grew up pretty religion, religious. Good Lord. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> Oh, no. Uh, uh, And so it was wonderful getting to speak with him. Um, I actually got a lot of questions answered in a way that I've never heard before. Um, Because I feel like I have, I'm pretty bullheaded, if that hasn't been clear. And um, yeah, I get into these conversations and I sort of just, we, we, we meet an impasse where it's just like, well you know, you believe differently and I believe differently and I can't even understand what you're talking about. And I, I feel like I fully understood what Nate was talking about and the idea of sex within religion and love, um, and how he conceptualized it. And it was beautiful. Yeah. I think something that, uh, it comes up more sort towards the end. Um, but I think is encapsulates the entire episode is that like, this is his experience and he Mm -hmm. is not judging other people for their experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, but he talks through sort of like, yeah. what he went through with his relationship and his pathway and all this type yeah, of stuff and journey. then where he got to where he is now. Um, and it, has been, it was really interesting to hear that. Um, also with the guys of like, yeah, there's not judgment out there for, for people that have different a different experience or, yeah. or life or belief or that kind of system. You said, I mean, you're from Kentucky, so you had a little right. bit of this experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I would say, yeah, for sure. I wasn't raised, uh, he was raised Southern Baptist, I think, yeah. which comes up, and I was raised in the Methodist Church to an extent, Okay. Um, which is a looser version of Baptist. Um, actually, yeah, I think that's about right. Uh, and never a super religious family, but definitely, like, had a lot of friends that were very religious and and. and I feel like probably went through similar things that he did. Um, and, you know, I went to youth group and all that type of stuff. So yeah. lock-ins, all that kind yeah. of thing. So it was interesting to hear. I went to Hebrew school. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's, it was interesting to hear what I think some of my friends probably were going through. Um, yeah. Even if I wasn't necessarily. Yeah. I mean, I think the thing that I still get stuck on a little bit is we have such urges and desires within our bodies Mm -hmm. um and he touches on this with how he wants to deal with his kids um and their sexual education but the idea of like creating shame or stigma around like our natural urges is a lot of where like resistance comes up for me because that is where i think like we go underground and that's where like so many issues can just you know grow out of um and and I felt that even without religion. So I don't even think it's just relegated to religion. I just know that that's one of the vehicles for that kind of, um, you know, oppression and, and putting that sort of like sexuality in a box. Um, but, you know, our conversation was phenomenal. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy it. Absolutely. It was so interesting. And he's incredibly articulate and very well versed in knowledge. Uh, knowledgeable about the Bible and about um, scripture. He's clearly thought about this kind of stuff. Yeah, he's thought about it quite a lot. For like a lifetime. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And so um, his story and journey is beautiful, and I think you guys are gonna love it. I'm feeling young.
producer, writer, extraordinaire. Um, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Um, <laughs> I know you from, we just finished a musical parody mm-hmm. ridiculousness called Hamilton, which actually I don't, did I talk about it on the podcast? I think we made a reference to you uh, doing a performance later oh, in one okay. of the episodes, but I think that was it. Well, so this is the story of King Kong set to Hamilton music that's been changed. Um, and I was playing King Kong, and mm-hmm. you were playing Bruce Baxter, yep. um, which was, is from Peter Jackson's, right? Yes. Who played your character in the movie? Uh, you know? I forget Jack his Black? name. Jack Black? Was it no. Jack Black? No. No, it was a different. I can't remember his name. But you played like a million different characters and yep. you were phenomenal. <laughs> um, and we got to connect through that, which was so fun. Indeed. Is that your first Fringe show? It was my first Fringe show. Yeah, mine Which too. was a good introduction. I know, right? It was, it was yeah. a good way to like blast into it. Everybody was so great. Adam was great. Yeah. 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 Um, well, I'm so excited that you're here because I have been wanting to talk to... Um, I've been wanting to like get the other side of the spectrum. We've gone like pretty far into with more to explore of like, you know, super sexual, um, like BDSM and stuff like that. But I also want to get the like religious side of it because I feel like that's a huge component of our society. That's a big relationship to sex and to Mm -hmm. love and to partnership and relationship. And so I'm so excited that you're here. Um, you had a minor in biblical studies. A in minor un- Bible, yep. In Bible. Oh, mm-hmm. Bible. Um, yeah, so I, like, I'm excited to dive in. There's so many things I want to talk about. But first of all, so you, you are a Christian. Yes. Is there a particular sect of Christianity? Uh, it's non-denominational. Okay. I mean, yeah. Cool. Um, so as with like, everybody I've been bringing on, I'd love to hear about then your sex education. Um, did you grow up in a religious household? I did. Um, I grew up going to originally to Southern Baptist churches. Okay. Um, well, I grew up in Nebraska. Mm-hmm. So, uh, my family, my mother and father, they all, they took me to church f- as long as I can remember, like as young as I can remember. Um, so yes, I did grow up in a, um, Christian background and Christian home. Um, as far as sex education in that home, it was, well, to be blunt, not, it was non-existent. Sure. Um, and I had to grow up and develop, and now I'm having, like, all these questions, and I'm looking around, and I'm like, I'm weird. Like, I feel these things. Mm-hmm. I see, like, I, have, I think I'm the only one. Totally. So it's I, super isolating uh, yeah. when you don't hear about it. Yeah. So I think I'm this freak, and I really start having, like, self-esteem issues and everything At else. At what age? Oh, early, like probably at least 10, 11, I start with self-esteem issues. But um, as I progress through middle school and high school or whatever else, I'm just like, what is wrong with me? And so there was no mention of sex, like no even abstinence within. Yes, there was the this is a thing. Mm. Don't do it. But they never told me what the thing was. What the thing was. Um, So I learned through I was I was. Um, a science nerd, still am. I actually my first career was as a nurse. Right. Um, yes. So I learned through a science. trauma nurse, right? Yeah, ER yeah. trauma, radiology, mm-hmm. several things. Um, but my first learning of it was through textbooks. Like I would find things in science textbooks and 
because I'm not getting these jokes my friends are making. I'm not like I'm completely on the outside. I have no idea what's going on. Oh, interesting. So your friends had a little bit more contact than Mm -hmm. you did. Yeah. And I think it was personally in my family Mm -hmm. because my parents had their own issues that sure. they were dealing with yeah. and and, and d- some deep stuff that they've just started um sharing with me and oh. with other like in the last few years oh interesting. which has given me a perspective totally. like now i get why it was like that well yeah. now i know why we didn't talk about it now so it's not i don't necessarily hold it against them i just i'm sad that they had to go through that yeah. back then um but <laughs> where that left me was yeah not knowing what was going on yeah um did you had siblings no, you, yeah. I was only. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm an only child too, and I felt like I went through, I had contact with it, like my, my parents are physicians, and so we talked about it, it was sort of open, but I felt very much like the predominant message was it was supposed to be with the person you're supposed to be with and any Forever. other yes. yes and any other context around it was shameful bad and i don't know mm-hmm. how much of that was from my parents i think a lot of it was generated within me and, and this idea that i had that my parents my mom was like perfect and mm. that if i did anything outside of that then i was like dirty right and that was sort of my internalization i think of it right. i don't necessarily know that she was projecting that because I don't think she really felt that but like that was like a lot because I was super sexual when I was younger too and felt very shameful about it like I wasn't supposed to be right yeah so then when you were finding in these textbooks like what was when did you finally figure some of it out because I I remember like not even understanding what sex was that it was like a penis and a vagina like coming together like I remember I was reading a book and I got so confused. I was like, I don't understand what's happening. Like, I don't even get the mechanics of what's going on. There was a period of that. Yeah. Like, again, the jokes my friends would make and they would be and they would be like, and I have no idea. Like, they're they're referencing the mechanics. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and I couldn't like, you know, look aside and be like, OK, explain it to me. Because then it would just be, you know, right. that's and they would so know. shameful. And yeah. I'm so embarrassed that I have no idea what's going on. Yeah. Um. So the textbooks help because they're science. So it's very, but it's very like. Anatomical. Yeah. Yeah. So there are diagrams. There's like a cross section of a human, you know, anatomy (laughs) or whatever else. Part A goes to part B, you know, like that type of um, explanation. So that's how I learned mechanics. Okay. But as far as, and then yes, both from my parents and then from the church. Similarly, it was the, um, this idea of purity and that anything outside purity was dirty right mm-hmm. or whatever mm-hmm. and that even within a sexual relationship like it was just this thing we don't deal with we don't talk about like a, um, I mean really it's in the house in the bedroom and that's like if you didn't know better you would think no one in our <laughs> ever had sex had sex ever did um, they ever explain I mean we can get to this but is there an explanation for why why that's prevalent like why it is so relegated to just the bedroom my take on it is this and now we're going to get into church history and and all that sort of stuff we since we have the idea that um sex is a special thing that is in within relationship yeah um within a marriage relationship uh 
preferably with, uh, monogamously with one person for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. Like that's our goal. Yeah. Right. That's how we're encouraged both through our teachers and through scripture. That's what they tell us is the best case scenario for a sexual relationship. Yeah. Right. People, however, are not perfect. I mean, everyone's broken. Everyone, whatever else. So what well, we come out of sin, right? Like everybody's yes. born. Everyone's from born sin. sinful. Exactly. Yes. Which puts us all on the same level. So it's not like anyone's better than anyone else. Sure. So that's a great. So it's like some people are like, oh, you're climbing a sin. I'm like, I'm one too. Like it's like, yeah. Like we're all on the same level here. We're all in the same boat. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, however, what people like to do is set up new sets of rules. So it's like, well, since this is what our goal is, then we run away from it and we go as far as we can away from it so that we don't sin, so that we don't become dirty. So we hide from sex. We don't talk about sex. Mm. We, we, we run away as far as possible from sex and don't engage with the concept or the topic of sex because we don't want to put ideas into your head to do the wrong thing. This type of idea. Okay, so, so it's the talking same about it could generate like uh, impure thoughts and or impure actions. Or just curiosity okay. or whatever else. And this is kind of a mid-century idea within uh, this last like 20th century idea is, is where it's like if people are doing this and people in the church want to be different from this, then they'll run it the other way. It's, the, it's like in mid-century America, you have the uh, movements in the church to, oh, Christians don't watch movies. Or Christians don't play cards, right. or Christian because it was a, a reactionary uh-huh. and a separ- it was a reactionary separation from what was going on in the world, and they did the same thing with like other t- like alcohol or um, sex included. Yeah. So we want a r- they have a reactionary separation from what's going on, and if everyone else is just doing sex all these different ways, right? Then we're just we're just not gonna. We're not going to go there. So um, interesting. But what that results in is that all their children are now like, okay, but what right. is going on? Right. Like, I don't even understand. You want us to have a marriage relationship where we have sex. <laughs> but and we I have to don't make know babies. What I'm doing. That's right. like a part of it. Right. I mean, hopefully something hopefully. happens. Right. right. Um, so, as okay, so you have like the technical aspect from textbooks. Mm-hmm. Are you dating? Like, are is there like. In high school, I am. Okay. Is there um, kissing? Because, <laughs> because like, even for me, like, honestly, I, in middle school, I decided I had a boyfriend for the first time after I went to public school. And I was like, oh, I'm not going to make out with you because I'm not ready for that. And, like, I put my, like, I put that line in the sand. And then I held that until I was 20. Like, I nice. was like, yeah, I mean. I mean, if that's what you want. <laughs> right, right. I, you know. I mean, I think it was like a little bit I mean, like me being bullheaded, but, 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 <laughs> but that strong. was part of, right. Yeah. Right, but that was Sticking part of like how, yeah, right, exactly. exactly. That's what I mean. But that was part of, I think where I was just like, oh, I'm not going to do it till I'm ready. And then all of a sudden this idea of ready and like the perfect person was so unattainable. I put it on such a pedestal that I, like, that's why I waited so long. Cause I was like, right. oh, well, none of these people are meeting the right. expectations that I have. Right. So for you, were you dating? Were you kissing? like was that I was dating and um I mean as much as you can in middle school it was <laughs> sure, like sure, sure. you know like mom can you take me to the <laughs> skating <laughs> right. rink yeah. or something right um but it but it by high school and especially by when I was um on my own driving or whatever else I was I was dating my high school uh, girlfriend at the time and yes 
we were uh, kissing, we were physically intimate uh, with each other in that way. And it was, to me, that was difficult because I knew what was expected of me, uh-huh. but I was feeling these things and I didn't know what to do with the feelings. And sure. on some level, you know, we thought we loved each other right. and, and it was, uh, it just felt right and it felt pure, like good. And we, we, so yeah, we were, um, physically intimate. I don't know if I, it was so awkward. And I think that was the other thing is that since I had no idea what was going on, I was so ashamed. Sure. So we never fully had like penetrative sex, sex yeah. but everything else, right? Okay. And, it, and which is, yeah. It's so funny, right? Because <laughs> I was going to ask about that. Like this differentiation between like penetration being held on this crazy pedestal, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Because you can make a baby from it. But that everything else... I mean, that's not nothing, though. You make no. baby from it. No, well, totally. No. And I get it. And and yes, absolutely. That is the thing that brings life. It creates, you know, right. like a sperm and egg coming together. Absolutely. But the fact that there is like a distinction. Uh, it's a distinction we made, though. That Yes. Yeah, because if you would ask the people around, they'd be like, well, everything else isn't OK either. Like that you're doing that's way too I'm much. Wondering. Yes. Is that true? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. No, we were basically taught sex is not sex is bad, but. Wait on sex, wait on sex, wait on sex, wait on sex. So in our heads, we got, well, that means putting a penis in a vagina. Like, that's what sex is. So when you're trying to engage, indulge, and be in in a physical, in those desires, and be in a physical relationship, but you have this hanging over you where you, um, well, you know there is this line then you yeah. kind of push up to the line. Yeah. And any any kid, any person totally. will do that. You draw a line in the sand on something they want to do, right. you'll toe up to yeah, that line. Yeah, get as close right? as possible. And so that was, again, a result, I think, of the lack of discussion. Because if it was like, why are we doing this? What is behind this? Right. What is, like, what are these other things that are possible that you could do instead of penetration? Totally. And should you do those too? Like, what? how does a physical relationship change yeah. a personal relationship? Or yeah. how does it add or detract at your age or at what your stage in life or whatever? None of these conversations were had. Right. So it was truly just towing up to, an, not an arbitrary, but kind of a certain line in the sand. Yeah. Between you and this woman, like, did you... Were you guys able to talk about it? Because I, I mean, I wasn't physical when I was a kid. So uh, communication is something I'm working <laughs> on now. So I can't even imagine at 16, like being like, <laughs> what are we doing? What are we? Uh, this feels good. This doesn't feel good. Absolutely not. Yeah. And and that was ruinous to our relationship. You were both on religious. Uh, yes. Okay. We met at church. Uh-huh. And uh, she was a year older than me. Um, and I think it was, uh, somewhat is what kind of broke down our relationship is the inability to communicate. Mm -hmm. And the reason for that on my end, like if I asked her, I don't know if she'd say the same thing, but on my end, I was constantly trying to toe that line. Like I, like I didn't, I was being respectful and we were consensual and everything. But at the same time, I was like, I kind of want to do stuff. Yeah. I don't know if she does or not because we never really openly talk about it. Sure. So I'm always trying to like impress or I'm always trying, like I'm always anxious. I'm always like on edge. Like, is this okay? Is this okay with her? Is this okay? Like, and just constantly trying to perform and like 
are we going to keep taking steps right are we going to keep taking steps forward or where is this line do you have a line i don't know i don't know what's going on i don't even know what i'm doing right so it was the so so much of my personal interaction with the relationship was in this gray area okay that i mean we were great friends and we got along great and we did you know love each other at on some level and but it was so amorphously gray was there any guilt or shame associated absolutely yeah okay absolutely so in the moment as a kid again you're carried along yeah and and you are enjoying each other but then after it's like i have to stop doing that right like we have to go backwards we have to try to not do that stuff anything anymore and erase it and you can't i mean you can you can but for me i couldn't like it was just too difficult and i had no i was also on my own so i'm right. not talking to my parents about any of this right. i have no i had no real super strong close friends mm. in high school i did have some good friends yeah. but no one that i was going to talk again who am i going to ask about this right right yeah i mean uh, men are also in my conception conditioned to not like like when I grew up, men, the presentation of men was like the broy, like, yeah, did you do it? whatever, right. you know, like, yeah, let's get laid on prom night. Yeah, right. Exactly. Let's go like, throw beer bottles out of my pickup truck. Exactly, you know, that, that's exactly. where I grew up. Yeah. OK, but <laughs> I wonder Texas on forever. the religious yeah. side, like, were you guys bragging about that stuff? Because if it wasn't allowed, mm. then that's like a different idea of even how you define masculinity, because. If that's not a part of it, then what does it look yeah, like? Yeah, no, we weren't actually, and it was terrifying mm. because if I, uh, if anyone found out what I was doing, I would be kicked out of my school because I also went to a Christian school. Wow, I didn't know that. Did other? Mm-hmm. Did you experience other people actually getting kicked out? Because yes. what? So other classmates were kicked out of my school because they were found out to be having sexual relationships. So you really couldn't talk. I with could anybody. not talk to anyone about it. Oh my gosh, that's so. I feel sad for small <laughs> Nate. I do. So this was all that's like so trying scary. to figure it out, yeah, on my own. So when did you get like a release to be able to speak to somebody or or get more clarity on what was going on, like it? Well, uh, it carried into college. So I left uh, for my freshman year. The school I went to was again private christian college wow so i'm i have christian education k through college which would be what six 17th grade Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so um (laughs) but yeah it was uh so i continued into that and my issues continued into that i'm coming off i'm breaking up with my girlfriend as i'm going off to college basically it was somewhere in that time we were on again off again for a while can I ask a question? So yeah. I, in my middle school, I lost hope with religion, like seventh or eighth grade. We learned about all the history of religions. Um, right. Uh, you know, n- not in grave detail, but like uh, Islam, Judaism, um, Christianity, Hindu, uh, Buddhism. We kind of got the brief overview, Catholicism. And really at that point I was like, bleh. Done. I'm done with this. I don't understand the applicability. I don't get where God comes into this. Like it was really um, 
a moment of like I this doesn't compute with my life and it feels very controlling and like manipulating mm-hmm. um, and so I I was like staunch against religion and so i'm curious like because you were having all of these conflicting feelings did any kind of resentment against the church come up or any questioning of like is this right like like was there a questioning of the church or was it just i'm wrong this is definitely right um there's a couple different things in there yeah and no there was there okay there was no resentment to the church okay. necessarily. I did, as like an organization, yeah. Um, I did have issues with God, mm-hmm. but I never stopped believing in him. Okay. So it was more like, I believe this. I know this to be real. Okay, so this um, is fact. This is fact yeah. for me. Um, and within this, however, what are you doing? Like, why is my life like this? And what, what is up? Like the, and I'm having v- anger and just, and I am arguing with him, so to speak. Got it. And, and, and having issues. And like, what is going on? Like, right. Ah, I don't know what to do. There's like um, a dissonance between like the human experience and then like what you understood to be right. God in religion. Right. And I, and, and the reason being, and this is where in answer to your previous question about kind of where the release is, I found my my brother truly I call him to this day my best friend in college we met Mm -hmm. and we lived in an off-campus house together and he was what changed my life honestly truly that man what another God you know believing man that I could rail on that I could say God is stupid for this reason and Mm -hmm. this reason Mm -hmm. and he would just come back and be like okay let's look because to us the scripture is basically God's what's God saying to us okay right so he would be like, let's look what he says. And he would be like, this is how God actually is. You think you're assigning anthropomorphic ideal, you know, mm. ideas to him. You're making God into something of your own imagina- imagination yeah. where there is something that tells you what he's like already. You think he's like this and, and then you're mad at him because he's like that when he's not like that because yeah. he's already told you what he's like. Right. Um, so just working through that. Anyway. So there was, uh, but I think that was in general for me as a kid not just necessarily because of the sex thing um but that was a big part of it Mm -hmm. uh because even into college i got into a relationship with another um young lady at college to the point of being engaged to be married um and we were getting physically intimate or whether again kind of avoiding that line yeah but and then that kind of imploded because i'm messed up in the head at this point like just all over create you know um questioning and angry and just still trying to figure out what's going on um i am a nursing major by this point so i definitely know how sex works <laughs> by college <laughs> <laughs> but um sure. and i've seen way too many i bet you haven't had sex at this point or you have I, again there's that line okay the line has been pushed and played with and just the tip it's the great exactly that was the tip across the line in high school. Just, just the tip, tip across the line. Right. Yeah. Um, oh, I love that. Kids are so <laughs> funny. We're so, human beings are so fucking weird. Right. There's like all of these justifications that we can come up for in our minds that somehow, you know, excuse us of one behavior or another or make it okay. Yeah. Right. So uh, technically, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had sex. Again, using that line as the technical definition. Sure. 
Um, but yeah, and then in speaking with my friend, I was able to kind of come around that and and see myself differently because I have huge or had huge self-esteem issues, mm. did till several years ago, and um, confidence issues and uh, personal identity issues, masculinity mm-hmm. playing into that and personal identity. What um, what was the masculinity portion of it? Um, again, growing up in Nebraska there is a sense of um, the gun-toting, pickup truck driving, um, hunting, you know, beer-drinking, hairy-chested, strong man Mm -hmm. as a real man. Yeah. And maybe it's not that. Like, I list those specific things, but there would be, maybe you didn't, whatever. The point is, there there was a definition and a checklist of attributes to what constitutes an actual man. Yeah. And anything outside of that is shameful and, you know, you get made fun of and demoralized and everything else if you fall outside that list. And so uh, this actually just came up in another interview. Were men allowed to be emotional at all? Not really. Um, the only time that I did see emotion was sometimes within the church. Mm-hmm. Um, people would be like, sh- sometimes there would be, sometimes that emotions would be shown, but it was never like, and I was like, oh, wow, you know, he's really being moved about something. And then that was it. Like, there's no, but there's no like personal uh-huh. expression, expression, yeah. like, hey. I'm going through a really shitty time right now <laughs> like, right. or anything yeah, like there's nothing like authenticity, authenticity or personal or you know, we're all in this together. Can we share together what our struggles are? And None of that growing and then up in terms of like experimentation. If there was no sex talked about, was there like, was it only, was it only men and women having sex and like relationship together? Was that the only thing that was, um, shown to you like was there discussion of any other types of relationship oh no 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 no, okay. no um any sort of like homosexual relationship or um identity like gender identity discussions no <laughs> no no yeah. discussion about um i were there people were there men or women who were gay i, I f- or feel like maybe yeah but they weren't out but and you wouldn't know okay. yeah you wouldn't know I, you have no idea and and so it's you know i don't want to assume that yeah, sure. but i didn't even know to assume it sure. like i had to figure out what that was years later it's so interesting um because as far as we know we know i didn't know any right i but i might have sure but i didn't know that i did yeah so. okay so then the engagement ends and mm-hmm. so what was there like an awakening after that or yes what? okay that's when my friend and i had it was over a summer and it was just it was like uh, i'm so thankful for him because truly it was me like verbally and emotionally like trying to box him in the face <laughs> and he was instead of fighting back he was just holding those pads that yeah. you hit when you're taking boxing class yeah. and talking to me the just whole time allowing right just letting it come and let and talking me through it and walking yeah. me through it. And after that summer, I was a completely different person. What was the like conclusion after <laughs> it, or what? What was like the big revelation the that big, allowed you to move forward? It was that God does love me, 
Hmm. I was, you know, I am a human being, which human beings are, as it says in, in the Bible, like made in the image of God, being like we have this ability to one of the ways that we have that image is that we are made to have relationships Mm -hmm. like as humans we're a different type of creature in that we have these deep relationships and we are made to relate with one another and we're made to relate with god um so just kind of like healing that relationship with god over that summer and then taking that like that is a good like he loves me like Mm -hmm. and, and i know some people like they don't see God as a loving God Mm. and because he, well, you know, he's going to send people to hell or whatever. And uh, my response to that is that, is that actually it's the other way. Like he's not looking to like slap you and throw you aside because if we're doing something wrong, truly everything's screwed up on this earth because of what we've done, but he's trying to save us out of it. Mm -hmm. He literally came and died to try to get us back to him so mm. we can be with him so we can have a relationship with him like he wants us back he's yeah. trying to get us back right so from that context and having that loving truly and using that word for the first time loving relationship mm-hmm. in that he is doing what's best for me um and seeking me out and and drawing me closer to him and trying to heal that relationship by one example by bringing this friend into my life mm. um I then was able to look to do that to an other human being. Aha. So that's, and that's a big thing for us is that we try to emulate the relationship we have and that God gives to us because we're messed up. Like humans, our relationship with God is still not great in so much as that direction, but his to us is good because he's mm. perfect God. Sure. Um, and tr- but try to emulate that to fellow humans. Aha. And so now when I'm looking for a relationship, I'm looking with a cleaner slate. Oh, because I was able to look at my past and be like, yeah, I didn't do necessarily what I felt like I should have done or what I've been told to do or whatever else. But but now it's today. Mm, and okay. what are you going to do now? And that was a thing in the church was purity. Either you're pure or you're not. Like you can wear a ring, you can sign a card, you can do all this sort of stuff. Like I'm not going to have sex or I am like you're pure or you're not. And now I had more of an idea of, okay, maybe I shouldn't have done that. Maybe I didn't want to do that. Maybe it wasn't the best, but it already happened. Yeah. So now what am I going to do? How do do? I move forward? Exactly. Um, Okay. And so did you, did you have sex before marriage? Again, that line. Okay. (laughs) I see. Okay. Just the tip over the line. Got it. Um, but okay. And so in this tumultuousness, did you, there was never a questioning though, like God was always, and the religion was always sort of this steady Yes. and it was just your relationship to it. Yes. That's so interesting to me. I like, I, um, yeah, I find that so fascinating and cool, cool because what a gift to have such a constant. There's Truly, a yeah. there's a moment when I was in middle school and when like when I decided there wasn't a god or I didn't believe in something like that and I really got um over the idea of religion as um anything that was could impact my life. You d- I did feel alone. There is like a 
what are we doing here then? Um, mm-hmm. You know, there there is like that. Well, I, I'm just float like we're on a rock floating through space that's right. infinitely big and I can't explain any of it and it's all overwhelming. And so like that idea of having this constant, mm-hmm. I get it. Like that's beautiful and that is special, really special. And to be able to go through all of that trial and still have that is just, I don't know, that's beautiful. Yeah, I'm very grateful. Yeah. Um, so then in terms of when you, did you meet your now wife yes. soon after? Okay. Yes, after that summer actually. Did you guys decide... And you don't have to answer this, but was there a stronger line that was drawn then before you got <laughs> married after this whole revelation? Yes. Or no? Okay. I, th- your f- question way back when was, were you ever able to talk about it? Yeah. Well, now I was like determined. Okay. Like it was like, okay, we've been dating for how, like, I don't know, a month or so. Like it's really early on. I'm like, here's what we're not going to do. <laughs> like, here's my, we're not going to do this. We're not going to okay. do this. We're not going to do this. And she's like, yeah, I know. Like her, her lines were the same thing. Okay. Obviously she's like hiding under a pillow. Cause it's, she, it's embarrassing for her to talk about it a little bit. Sure. Um, oh, she God, would that not was come on your too. podcast. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she would not go on a podcast about it. Got it. But she, you know, went through, made it through our conversation. <laughs> Um, so I was much more like, I don't want to screw this relationship up Got it. by doing something that's going to make me feel the way I did. That's going to make me feel questioning. That's going to make me feel like, what do I, because I wanted to develop a personal relationship with her first mentally, emotionally, and get to know her and not muddle it, so to speak mm-hmm. with, uh, physical intimacy and just make that the connection. Plus I felt like that was what I should be doing was, was waiting. And when we say that we're going to be together forever, that's when we'll seal the deal, so to speak. So I have questions just about, so looking at it from a point of view that's like sort of dated and non-religious, like the things that come up. And I think a lot of the questions that I've had of people who engage in that is like, there's, People are different. Bodies are different. Bodies are all beautiful. Certain bodies are more compatible than others to each other. And to me, sex and sexual engagement is like a very, very important part of a relationship, a romantic relationship specifically. And so like now as an adult looking back, I mean, you guys have been married for how long? Uh, 11 years. And together for? 14. Okay. Like, because making that commitment and not having had that experience with somebody feels terrifying to me (laughs) honestly because it's so important and because like now that I've had sex with like not terrible many amount of people like many people I want more but like enough where I'm like oh everybody's so different and it feels so different Mm -hmm. um yeah, I'm just curious your thoughts about it because, like, it w- it's a big deal to me now. But, like, because you have religion, because you have this, like, emotional connection and, like, such a thorough understanding of each other as human beings, um, I guess that's where I, un- I think I understand that that's how it changes things or is that, like, sort of how you look at it? Yeah, it's – here's what it is for for me like how I understand it like in my study of, of the Bible and everything else it's if you never have sex mm-hmm. with anyone until you get married 
you don't really know about those differences. Totally. Yeah. Right? So you're not necessarily missing out on anything. That's true. You're not feeling like, well, so-and-so was actually better. Right. Or whatever else. And what you end up doing is, okay, how can I please you? How can I pleasure you? The, the focus is not so much who is it compatible with me. Sure. Who can get me going? Who can satisfy me? Who can, like, what type of person? What type of feeling? Like, what is the best? At that point in the relationship, once you are married and you're committing for life, it truly becomes a selfless act. And that is terrifying. Mm-hmm. Love in general is terrifying. And if, um, but our concept of love, I, I think our concept of love in, in the world sometimes gets askew. Yeah. Because truly when you say, I love you, that's a statement. The, the sentence really should be, I will love you or I'm going to love you because love means I'm going to put your needs in front of my own. Mm. I'm going to think about you before I think about myself. It's mm-hmm. just not how I feel about you. It's not how I want to, you know, it's the situation to be your relationship to be. It's that what I am going to do for you is love you. Yeah. So with that as the basis of the relationship, mm-hmm. again, that is a projection of our relationship with God. God is the creator of love and he loves us in spite of himself. Yeah. Literally got murdered for right. us. Right. Like he went the whole way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's like, um, God demonstrated his love for us that even while we were sinners, even while we hated him, we were fighting against him, whatever, he still came and be like, you know what? I love you much. I'm still going to die for you. Even if you don't want me, Yeah. I'm still going to die for you. So that concept of love is what we take into our personal relationships. And that means when we get into a sexual relationship within marriage, it is, okay, this is the person I'm going to have sex with. Maybe we aren't compatible right yeah. off the bat, but I'm going to do my darnest to try to figure out how we are. Got I'm going to keep, I'm going to talk to you. I'm going to keep having sex with you. I'm still going to, we're going to have right. fun. Right. We're going to figure it out. We're going to talk about it. We're going to get like, what does get, get you going? What is good right. for you? What? And we're going to be the best experts on each other mm-hmm. that we can be. Um, and I think, that takes out the, well, I need to find the person who fits me best sexually yeah, and then pair up with them. It's more, I don't need, really need to do, I mean, not to, I'm not throwing shade. This is yeah. just, again, within context. I don't really need to audition anyone. Sure. I'm going to, this is the person I think meets me in a relationship on every other level. Yeah. Emotionally, um, mentally. intellectually, mm-hmm. mentally, you know, all that sort of stuff. Commitmentally you know, someone who's wanting to go into this for life. And I choose then to have sex with you. Got it. Because you're the per- person I choose. You're picking me. Therefore, we're going to have sex together. And we're going to have great sex together. Because it's just us. And there is no fear. There's no performance. Right. There's no impressing. There's no, well, how am I going to do for them? Because it's, you're not going anywhere. Once you're within marriage, right. you're always safe or you should be right i guess that that's my question right is like this and you are an amazing human being who i've witnessed as being like a a beautiful person who does live authentically and honestly and i trust when you even are talking about this or like anything that you're gonna do what you're gonna you say you're gonna do and you live with integrity but i thank you like the people like this is all beautiful on the outside, but mm-hmm. I, I, it's, it's curious to me. Like, I guess my, my question would be that the fact that when you were young, you felt shame of like our natural 
instinct as human beings to explore, to like have that sexual release. Like sexuality mm-hmm. is embedded within mm-hmm. us as beings. Sure. And so to like not talk about it and to shut that part off and not allow it to be present at all times until you're in this ba- sacred bond that we've con- called marriage right. and legally bound to another person. Um, like that feels limiting and sort of confusing within the context of like it, I guess it confuses me that God and the Bible would that that's such a part of it that it doesn't Mm -hmm. allow all of us to exist as we are sure and that that can be okay sure yeah um so definitely it's not a state we don't want to push it away and that's a big thing like if like i have kids and have my interaction with them and how we're going to discuss sex is going to be completely different my oldest is only going to be eight next week Mm -hmm. we've already started laying groundwork just because it's normal in like terms it's of just saying like um some when if he has a question mm-hmm. I don't necessarily shy away from it. Sure. I'm like, yeah, this is anatomically kind of what's ha- going on. Uh-huh. Now we we haven't delved into like he's not close to puberty yet, so we're not delving into what he's about to deal with or what he's going to go through or things, you know, questions he might have. But it's not a weird thing then now right. for it's him to come to me exactly yeah. and ask questions. So he's Someone more comfortable. With. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So that's my stance on it. Is it's completely out in the open. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with talking about it. And if they want to talk about hetero or homosexual topics, um, if they want to talk about gender identity mm. and, and we've had some gender identif- identity conversations already. Yeah. Um, okay. which is, so it's, it's, it's nothing is taboo. Okay. So definitely a different, I, I do not think what happened to me was what should have happened. I see. And I, in going forward, I want to have a different, in my house, have a different idea around sex. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want your kids to wait until marriage then? Is that something that you... I do. Okay. And um, the reason for that, mm-hmm. again, is what we have in scripture yeah. is what God talking to us. Okay. Right. So when he created us or whatever, and when he got everything going and, and he made us and then the world got broken. Right. So he has a thing like, Hey, I, this is how I set things up. This is how I think they would work the best. I really, this is what I want you to do so that you have to go through as little trouble as possible. Mm. Like this is, this is kind of how I made the world. Right. I, I kind of made it a certain way. And this is how I made it. But then the world got broken. So yes, we have all sorts of feelings and stuff that 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 we've got to wrestle with. We've got not just sex. We can talk about anything. Like, yeah. am I going to tell the truth at work when it's going to get me in trouble? Yeah. Like that sort of question shouldn't come up because the truth is always the right thing to do, right? Mm-hmm. But it does. And I like get really scared and really nervous. And well, is it going to affect my career? Is it going to affect... Sure. You know what? No, but the right thing to do is tell the truth even if I get in trouble. So yeah. I tell the truth. Like that sort of thing, like that struggle though, is an evidence of what we fight through and what we get through. Mm-hmm. In so much as w- how I see in scripture, I think that that loving relationship where you choose someone and then you pick them and then you develop a sexual relationship with them mm-hmm. is kind of the best case scenario mm-hmm. and in how things are set up. Now that's because I believe what I believe. Yeah. Um, I am going to teach my kids that, but at the same time, my kid may go off and do exactly what I did. 
Yeah. Um, he may decide that he's gay. He may decide um, he wants to be a woman instead of a, a man. I can't control that. Mm -hmm. And I know those are all possibilities. I'm going to love him no matter what happens. I'm not going to necessarily shame him and I'll continue to have conversations with him. And that's, that's not like he will always be my son and I will always love him. Um, either one, I have two sons. So either one of them, it's, it's not a, you're either going to fit the rules or I'm going to cast you out mm -hmm. or, and that's not my household. Like yeah. by any stretch of the imagination, I am encouraging them to do kind of how I see what scripture tells us to do. Um, but they're going to be their own humans. Um, Amazing. So uh, we're, we're almost out of time, but there's one thing that I'd like to touch on in terms of like interactions between the same gender. Um, and I've talked about this a lot on the podcast, especially when it comes to men, that it, there's like very strict like rules that you're not like mm. there's rigidity around like male on male contact. Right. And in scripture, you mentioned before uh, that that actually there's a lot within it that speaks about like very physical men having physical contact and that that mm -hmm. wasn't like something because I talk a lot about how like in Greek and Roman society is, you know, like uh, male, male contact, male, male sexual interaction, mm -hmm. um, Hindu, um, Mexican, you know, um, cultures like that was prevalent and so I, I just like to touch on that really quick because I think that that's a very interesting component that we don't talk about a lot yeah um so the idea of like masculinity or like you're saying on, on male male relationships um I think it is and even within the church I think that it can be a very strong line like this is you know the the half handshake reach in around ha half hug mm -hmm. thing like that's an acceptable thing to do with a dude yeah two armed big old hug for longer than like three to five seconds you're like starting to get into a weird territory like you know that yeah, these are the lines that are drawn arbitrary, up right ridiculous uh, we yeah. and yeah we read scripture and we see that um like at the, the sub last supper that one of the disciples was laying up against jesus chest or whatever else so uh, we see instances where there isn't a stigma right. necessarily that we can be closer we can you know have relationships and and it's okay to be and i think that crosses not just physical but emotional lines mm -hmm. where we can be open we can be sharing we can be hurting together we can be like what's going on in my life what's going on in your life like yeah. really living life together as men which doesn't happen often often men either find um in the church, they often find like a, a woman or wife or something to share with, or they don't even share with them. Like just keep it all to themselves and shove it down. Right. But the ability to share with another man or just be close to another man and, um, and even men that are, you know, deal with stuff differently than, than I have. There's, there's, yeah. um, there is a, a guy in my church, a great friend of mine. And he, and he's in my church and whatever else. And he has feelings for the same sex. Mm -hmm. But he's in my church, right? Um, Your current church right now? Yes. Your current church right now is not okay with homosexuality or they don't talk about it? No, they talk about it. Um, that is, that's a tough topic. That mm -hmm. would probably take another podcast. Okay. But um, they 
like what I was saying, here's how God wrote things down yeah. and like it was probably and he shares with us is the best case scenario. Yeah. Um, they hold to that as well. That being a heterosexual relationship. That is true. Ah. However, okay. there are people in our church that are homosexual or identify as gay and um, that's fine. Like we welcome them to worship with us. That's not a problem, mm -hmm. so to speak, in that way. But anyway, this friend that I'm talking about is um, he is nervous to have male-to-male -male interaction or feels like other people don't want to have male-to-male -male interaction with him because he has these feelings, right? Because in the church. Uh-huh. And oh, like just friendship wise, even friendship wise, oh, okay. like it's like if you come over and put your arm around me, are you saying you're mm -hmm. interested in me or something? And I'm like, oh, man, like I didn't know this. Yeah. Right. And one time we were just hanging out and there was a bunch of friends or whatever. It was actually I think it was his birthday or something. And I was sitting with him. I had my arm was around him and we were talking because we're great friends. And I had my arm around for like a long time. Like we were just sitting at the, the bar we were at and, and had my arm around him. And I was, you know, we were talking, we we're hanging out and whatever else. And then later he tells me, he's like, that was so powerful for me hmm. because I got to have a relationship with a man that, that was like, how can I put this? It, I wasn't scared of physical intimacy hmm. with someone and he's grown up with people that are scared of physical uh -huh. intimacy yeah, sure. with him. Sure. Um, and so well, just breaking that barrier. Because again, he had a similar, yeah. yeah, he had a similar raising that I did. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so he grew up with the stigma that, you know, people just won't do that to him. And I was able to be a friend to him and have a relationship with him. And we still have, like, you know, yeah. still are great friends. Sure. Um, that broke that masculinity, that line in in his head, the line that we had said. And to me, thankfully, I have been able to grow past mm -hmm. how I was raised and be able to just be open. Like I'm, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. No matter what you, who you are, how you identify, I don't care. Yeah. Like that's you. And again, everything I'm saying is because there's a certain thing that I believe in, but I will look at someone else and maybe they don't believe the same thing as me. So obviously they're not going to hold to the same things I do. That's fine. Yeah. That is for you to decide. That is for you to figure out. I love you no matter what. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I think like that's the purest form of religion and mm -hmm. belief is like when people operate from a place like that, I can 100% respect and understand that place and like because you allow people to be however they want to be and you get to be just how you are and believe in what you are and I get to believe how I believe and like that's the most egalitarian way to like <laughs> exist within the world true um I mean we encourage people to come check what we believe out yeah yeah <laughs> and, <right. laughs> and um come get to know the god that we believe in yeah um and then obviously you know, whatever from then, but then that would be something that you believe in. Right. So if someone comes and says, yes, I want to know more about this God that you believe in. And then they start studying scripture or whatever. And then they have questions or whatever. Then we, we talk about it. Like, sure. but that's because they're having their journey yeah. Yeah. and mm -hmm. starting to believe in what we believe in. And then what does that entail? That's fine. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Well, this has been amazing. Yeah, Thank you great. for this gift. Like, um, 
Thank you for having me. Yeah, I mean, I haven't had this perspective on. Mm -hmm. And I also, like, haven't, like, I feel like I've been super judgmental of religion for a long time. Um, And so... Like, it's nice even to practice for me. Like, you know, I've my mental state and, and perception of the world has changed so much that I'm much more open as well. But it's nice for me to practice, too, just being like, yeah, yeah, you get to be right and you get to live your life in the beautiful way that you do. And I get to do it in the way I do. And so does that other person. And um, this is just like such a cool perspective that I don't think you get to hear all the time. Like, yep. it's just neat and awesome. And. I love you, and I think you're amazing. I and, love you, too. Um, thank you for being here. Uh, if people want to find you on social media and, like, see what you're yeah. up to, because you're always creating new projects and doing amazing stuff. Where Nate Lakeham, N-A-T-E-L-E-Y-K-A-M. So Insta's at Nate Lakeham, Twitter's at Nate Lakeham, Facebook, I'm Nate Lakeham. Nice. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, NateLakeham.com. <laughs> it's, all, it's all the same. Awesome. Um, well, cool. Yay! Yay! Like Mario sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I'll take that as a big compliment. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, Nate. Thank you, Nate. Thank you so much, Nate. I seriously, I learned a lot. Yeah. I I feel like I I'm I'm still not a religious person, but it was the first time where I was like, I get it. I totally get it, mm-hmm. and I that is beautiful. Like, to believe like that, to have a relationship like that, to experience love and sex like that uh, is um, is beautiful. Yeah. I think and it's, I totally understand. Yeah, I think it's testament to how you can, like, if you if you ask yourself the questions, no matter kind of what yeah. journey you're going through, and you really, like, come to conclusions on your own, then people can get there with you. Yeah. So, like, I think it's, it's really, like, one of those things where it's like, oh, you can have a conversation in a story and listen to somebody's story and really get to where they are. Yeah. Um, and then to find somebody who's on the same page oh, and yeah. like a willing to experience or wanting to experience mm-hmm. it in the same way is, is beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Um, so thank you. Uh, as always, please follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Finding My Yum Podcast. Uh, email us. FindingMyYum at gmail.com. We want guests. So many guests. Guests of all kinds. Come on. Come on. Come all. Um, and then please rate us. Review and subscribe. Yeah. Um, on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And tell your friends about us. All of the friends. Every single friend. Go prophesize about finding my yum. Is it prophesize? Is that wrong? I think it's prophetize. Prophetize. We'll find out and we'll put it in the show notes. <laughs> or we won't. And or we'll we let won't. you find out. Yeah. <laughs> I okay, mispronounce words all the if time. If one of you guys knows, uh, reach out to us at findingmyyum.com. Okay, bye. <laughs>